You're listening to the best of Morning Drive with Dietrich and White, an on-demand audio presentation of redpeachsports.com and ESPN977.com. Now here's today's show. Good morning, North Louisiana. What up? How goes it? Aaron here in the Caldwell Banker Group One Realty Studio in beautiful West Monroe, alongside from the Washita Citizen, Jake Martin. Did I have enough pep in my step for that Friday intro? Yeah, yeah, especially on Friday the 13th. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so so happy Friday the 13th, everyone. We went down a, a bad path this morning. We got talking about Friday the 13th and how we're both, I'm not a horror fan, film fan. I don't know if you are or not, but then we started looking at best horror films of all time and then of course start realizing that haven't seen very many of them <laughs> a lot of uh it's a lot of weird ones a lot of japanese ones a lot of ones from the 60s yeah. uh but i knew the exorcist had to be up there yeah. um but you i was trying to think like what's the scariest movie i ever saw and i think it's all dependent on when you saw it hmm. and i remember i saw the fly way too young I was way too young because I thought, you know, I was like into superheroes. I thought this was going to be a superhero movie. Uh, I was very wrong, uh, very wrong in it. I remember it scared me as a kid, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a, it's horror movies are okay. There's just a lot of bad ones. That's my issue. My wife loves them. She and likes bad horror movies. No, no, she loves horror movies. And so if there's a good one, like the Conjuring movies, I'm like, yeah, I'll watch that with you because those are well made. Mm. But these other movies about like videotapes and stuff and it's just yeah, it's stupid or I, I just like you know a jaws something like that a thriller yes yeah give me a good thriller any day 888-993-7762 on this friday morning we got plenty of headlines before we get to really a packed show with guests yes we do um i, I guess we could start with with high school should we give the softball pairings. I know this isn't the best radio. No, let's. Uh, we'll get to softball for you softball fans out there. I just. I hate just going through this list. I know. I know. Hey, but I feel like I don't we know. have to. Well, I, yes, but I don't know how you, you make it interesting. Yeah, or pump it up a little bit. <laughs> so and so is playing. So and so. So and so. They're gonna take a trip there. I mean, it's like literally two two and a half minutes of just. I get it, but uh, people need to know who's reading playing. encyclopedia. Who? Yeah. Well. Softball enthusiasts will be pumped about it. We know there's at least one out there. More than that, I know. But there's one coach that's a regular listener, a listener that's always on top of All the right. Box. Well, let's start with some action. Okay. Uh, last night in baseball, uh, West Monroe versus Washita. Of course, the Lions knocked off the Rebels in game one of that series. West Monroe responds, comes back, and wins game two. Came back and won game two, six to nothing. Uh, handed the ball over to Jonathan Snows, who has been – the one constant on this team. He's been fantastic on the mound, and he limited Washington to only two hits last night. And West Tatum for West Monroe went four for four with four RBI, a home run, and two doubles. He had an incredible game. Um, but, you know, if, in looking at this series in total, you know, West Monroe had to win that game because they lost three straight. You know, they're hovering around number 22 in the power rankings. Uh, it's not a given that they're going to win the, the district anymore, especially after they lost to Washita. They were tied with Natchez Central. So they came back one last night. They needed that big win. Washita, uh, they're around 32 in the power rankings. So to get to split the series, to get a win against West Monroe was a big deal. Uh, Jay Kamen went out there and got that win Wednesday night. But last night, 
Snugs was fantastic for West Monroe. And uh, the, 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 be- the good news here if you're West Monroe is, you know, you're still in the hunt and you're likely going to have to be traveling in the first round. But because nobody got their way, well, I say nobody got their way. I think everybody voted against Barb just because it's Barb, right? But it's still a one-game elimination. And West Monroe this year is in a spot where that's going to help them out because you can throw Snugs out there in a one-game eliminator and you can beat you you can you can compete with anybody in the state with with the way Snugs is pitching. So, if you're West Monroe, uh, you're, you're still, you know, you still have a lot of faith that you can do some damage in the playoffs. And if you're Washita, same can be said about Jake Hammond. You know, he he can go out there uh, and, and, and give you a big performance in a one-game elimination. Losing t- Chase Dejon off the mound though will hurt West Monroe's Extremely. chances. Yeah, has to have Tommy John surgery after the season, so he will not throw anymore this year. Uh, they, they are getting some good news because Kent Berry, they're going to try to work him back into the rotation next week. They're going to give him, I think, four total innings in two games, so they're going to ease him back into it. Uh, so that'll help. But, yeah, losing Chase Dejon's a big deal. Uh, the other thing, I guess, the Rebels snapped, what, a three-game losing streak with the victory last night. Yes. And we kind of buried the lead the day before with the fact that Washita beat West Monroe. And literally, that would have been, what, the third loss for West Monroe with Wade Seminoe in the last, what, three years? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Washita um, was the other team that, that won a couple of years ago against West Monroe. But yeah, that was a big win for Washita. And, you know, it was it just wasn't their night last night. Uh, Jonathan Snuggs was just really, really good on the mound. Uh, one other score of note last night in uh, high school baseball, West Washita takes care of Franklin Parish 10-2. The Chiefs, once again, putting it all together at just the right time. Yeah, I think that's 11 in a row for West Washita. So they are rolling right now. Uh, you know, talking to Mitch Thomas, he, he kind of looked at the schedule, how tough it was at the beginning, because you see how they're top five with nine or so losses, and that's because of that great competition they faced early on. He knew that was going to set them up for the latter part of the year, and he was right. Uh, other headlines on this Friday morning. Some people, especially Jake, are looking forward to the first round of the NBA playoffs. Uh, Anthony Davis, Player of the Month in March and April. Why is that significant? You know, he'd never won that award before these past two months. Hmm. And, of course, the stretch in the games that he's played and how well he has played. uh, Averaged uh, 28 points, 11 rebounds, basically two steals and four blocks over a two-month period, or at least this past month. Pretty darn impressive. Very impressive. I mean, he put the team on his back, and he got some help from Drew and Rondo and Miritich, but uh, he was Superman over the last two months, and he's the reason why they're in the position that they're in today, which is in the playoffs against the Portland Trail Blazers. Uh, Jake will be breaking down the first round NBA postseason and the pairings coming up later in the show. Yeah, look forward to that. Other headlines, Jake? Um, Well, we don't have the Rangers – and Astro, I mean, the Astros did not play yesterday. Oh, but look at Jake. He remembered. I did look up the Astros. You remember the day I was that like, they did didn't they play. play yesterday? No, they did not. <laughs> uh, they will play against the Rangers in a three-game series this weekend. There's your Astros There's update. There's your Astros update. update for the day. <laughs> you knocked it out of the park there. Thanks, man. I really the one worked, day you I worked hard on that the one. one day you did your research on the Astros, <laughs> and they weren't even playing. The one day I looked. It didn't take you long, did it? It didn't. Uh, spring football games at Louisiana Tech and Grambling tomorrow. We'll have some uh, news and notes and uh, a couple of guests on the show later on in the show to break that down for you. Uh, what do you make of uh, what's going on at Michigan? It continues to make news. They lost another quarterback, 
Well, the status of Shea Patterson, the former IMG slash Calvary, former slash Ole Miss quarterback, uh, still unknown. Uh, yeah, that's Wilton Spate's going to be transferring to UCLA. So I it got me thinking, like, man, what's the latest on Shea Patterson? So we were looking that up that this morning, and that is still cloudy. They're yeah. still waiting on the NCAA to clear him. Uh, so, yeah, that's, that's a contender or pretender for me. I think if he's cleared, I, I see them as a contender. If not, we've, we've seen how bad their quarterback play has been over the past couple of years, and it's been the the true one missing link for Michigan. So that is a big deal. That's a big storyline that I think a lot of people have kind of forgotten about. I know I haven't really been thinking about it lately. So, yeah, keep your eyes on whether or not uh, Shea Patterson is cleared at Michigan. Uh, they have handed over their former appeal, NCAA and Patterson, to the NCAA, Ole Miss has objected, but as you would expect, uh, Patterson's attorney, very confident. Here's his bite. I have never believed that the odds of Shea getting a waiver were any less than 75%, and there have been times I thought that they were a lot higher. I went on to say, and frankly, right now, I don't think my confidence level, level has been any higher. Shea Patterson trying to get back on the field. He has been practicing with the Wolverines this spring. Sure, Michigan fans are fired up to see what he could do in a spring game. That game, because of Mother Nature, was postponed, or I think it may have been canceled. Mm. Yeah, that's a bummer. Yeah. Uh, one other uh, note from uh, Big Ten related. Did you see Comcast has yeah. decided to pull the Big Ten network from all markets that are not connected to a town or to that program? I did see that. I actually saw the Big Ten network tweet about it. Kind of saying, uh, go after Comcast fans if you want this network. Got to play ugly. You got to play a little dirty. Yeah, you do. Uh, one more quick college football note, and we probably should have missed this earlier. Terrence Alexander has come to LSU. Why is this a big deal? Well, the former Stanford player, he played in 41 games at Stanford. He feels a need. This this team, because you don't know the, the status of Christian Fulton or whether or not he will be cleared, they needed – uh, a cornerback to kind of help out that depth, and that's that's what he's going to do. And honestly, if, if Fulton's not eligible, Terrence Alexander could very well start opposite of Greedy Williams. It's just that thin mm. at that position. So this was a big pickup for LSU. What do you know about this kid? Just they played in 41 games. I think he had like 57 tackles, an interception. He didn't play last year. He got uh, a medical red shirt. I think he got injured in the very first game of the year which has helped him be eligible for this year. Uh, other football-related news, uh, how about the Seahawks? They had planned a, a workout with Colin Kaepernick, but then decided to pull that opportunity when uh, Colin, or at least his representatives, made it known that uh, he would continue to protest the national anthem. Yeah, I was going to say this as a headline as a joke because I know people were tired of it. Mm -hmm. you, you went with the serious headline there. Well, I just believe it, at some point he's got to say, do I want to be a, an activist or do I want to be a football player? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't put much thought into Cap and this whole situation. But I was watching a show yesterday. I was watching PTI, and Tony Kornheiser brought up a good question. Is it, is it the national anthem or is it him? Is it just him that they don't want? And I know, you know, the reason why they well, stopped. He's going to get a tryout. I know he the reason why they stopped negotiations because he brought that up. But I'm just saying, is it because he's continuing to, I don't know, stand by what got him into this predicament in the first place? 
you know, maybe they had an understanding that he was he was serious about coming back to football and that he would, you know, I don't know, it's just because other people kneel and it's not as big a deal. But for some reason with Colin Kaepernick, it's he a big started. deal. I know it's because he started and he's the face of it, but just because other people kneel and they're they're willing to, to give them an opportunity, it's kind of strange that they wouldn't do the same for Colin Kaepernick. All right, and, of course, the other quarterback that always is uh, drugged through the headlines, that would be Johnny Manziel. He played his second and final game of the Spring League on Thursday. He did all right. Now he's uh, weighing his different options. Basically, he's got, what, another month. Uh, CFL team has his rights. He has to decide whether or not he wants to sign with them or decide to continue to wait it out and hope to get an offer from an NFL team. Hold out, Johnny. Get that NFL honor. Uh, look, I think uh, he's probably going to end up going with the CFL, but I just think it's good to, to have Johnny Manziel back in the news for football reasons and not for off-the-field incidents. Uh, a few of the headlines on this Friday morning. It's all part of the starting lineup. Brought to you by Louisiana Patriots. The starting lineup. Are you crying? The starting lineup. Are you crying? Starting lineup. Are you crying? The starting lineup. Let's go crying. Let's get to the starting lineup. Hey, Jake, uh, this just in. I got a couple candidates for uh, Idiot of the Week. Oh, do share. It was set, no, uh, that's a tease later on. Oh. It was such a hit when we did it the one time, like uh, a month ago or two months ago. Am I in the nominations for my lack of Astros research? You're fine. Uh, Coming up at 7.30, we look forward to catching up with ULM Sports Information Director John Lewandowski. He'll uh, give us the details on a big event coming to ULM next week week spring game of course and doug peterson returning to the campus coming up at eight o'clock mark montgomery celebrating his 500th victory i think he's got 501 now louisiana tech's head softball coach big series at home this weekend he will join us at eight at eight fifteen. how about luke johnson we'll talk a little uh, lsu football baseball yeah talk a lot of lsu baseball See if he's got anything or heard anything about that Sunday start. That's what we're still wanting to know. Who's going to start for LSU this Sunday? Man, I heard Pulmonary's bite yesterday on Jake Slaughter at third base. Ouch. Did you see the quote? Did you hear it? I guess I missed it. Uh, he was asked about Slaughter, who continues to struggle. He's at a 203 batting average right now. Maneri said, if we had a better option right now, we would try it. Ooh. Yikes. That's yeah. not what you want to hear. Hopefully Jake can hit himself out of this slump this weekend. We'll talk LSU with Luke coming up at 8.15. At 8.30, Santoria will join us as uh, Grambling gets ready for its spring game tomorrow. We'll have some other news and notes from Louisiana Tech spring game coming up at 8.30, 8.45. Joey Trappe for his weekly visit. It's a loaded show, my friend. Well, we're going to wiggle in some NBA playoff preview as well as the softball pairings. I know Aaron hates to read it out loud, and it's not compelling radio, but we'll still give you those LHSA playoff pairings. That's coming up after the break on The Morning Drive on Sports Talk 97.7. The way you purchased a car in the past is changing. With Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whatever you want, at Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, we'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. 
Visit RonnieWardToyota of Ruston.com. Drive your dream. Live to drive. Get your craw daddies now at Randall's Fine Meats. Randall's Fine Meats has your craw daddies ready to go every day. Low prices for live or boiled. Ask about their 5 and 10 pound specials on some of the best crawfish around. Plus, Randall's will even cater your next event. Just give them a call, 343-0382, and book in advance. Randall's also has your specialty stuffed meats. And you have to try his fried cracklets. At Randall's, like them on Facebook or just stop on by. Randall's Fine Meats, 4205 Old Sterlington Road, Monroe. If you or a loved one have been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero, and my father is Jeff Guerrero. He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done. Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe. When you want a mower that outmaneuvers, outperforms, and outdoes the competition, Cub Cadet Zero Turns have got you covered. Now Cub Cadet is offering exceptional financing, so it's easier than ever to bring your lawn to life. Stop by Yard Power, 7573 Highway 165 North in Monroe. Your locally owned Cub Cadet dealer for expert advice, superior service, and to take advantage of this exceptional offer. Offer subject to credit approval. Some restrictions apply. See store associate for details. Good morning, Louisiana. This is the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Ronnie Ward, Toyota of Ruston. Thanks, Tim. He weighs in at 888-993-7762. Says it's April, and we're talking about football transfers. Ratings equals, or pairings equals ratings. That's right. That's right, Tim. (laughs) We're going to try to boost those ratings right now. All right. Uh, Let's go through this. uh, The softball pairings. We're going to pep it up a little bit. Uh, John's going to put a little music on it. Oh, that's what we're Music is the key. To everything. Yes. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, in 5A, number one, Washita, the top seed. Everybody's gunning for the Lady Lions. Yeah. They'll be hosting John Eric come Monday. Ruston is the number 12 seed. They're hosting Denham Springs. And how about West Monroe? Look out for them. They could surprise a lot of people as a number 20 seed. You started off strong. <laughs> you kind of fell a little bit. Uh, they will go to Denham Springs in the first round. No, 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 that's Ruston. Rustin's hosting Denham Springs. Dude, you gave me bad information here, man. Look I'm at, reading the same thing that I gave you. That says West Monroe travels to Denham Springs. Oh, Look at that. you're right. You're right. You're right. See, I did Jake is that. trying to sabotage this thing from the get-go. <laughs> I put Denham Springs twice. That's my fault. He was trying to actually be helpful and print all this stuff out, and he still messed it up. <laughs> all right, good job, Jake. Off to a great start. What do you got in 4A? All right, 4A. Franklin Paris, number nine, host number 24, Huntington. Number 13, Neville, will host. Number 20, Tioga. Number 4, West Washita will host number 29, Lavonia. And that means Neville and West Washita likely to meet up in the second round for the second straight year. In 3A, look out for the Lady Panthers up in Sterlington. They are the number 3 seed. They will host LaRondra in the first round. Union and number 19 will travel to uh, 14th seed. And Wasman is in the postseason. They are a number 31 seed. They'll travel to uh, Pine Prairie. Now, Casey said that West Monroe is traveling to Destrehan. So, two Ds. I got that okay. mixed up. Give me a little break for that one. All right, 2A. Number 25, Adelia traveling to take on 
Number eight, Lakeside. Number four, Mangum will host number 29, Pine. Number 18, Delhi Charter travels to number 15, French Settlement. Number 30, Ravel travels to number three, Dull. And number 10, Darbon Woods hosts Welsh. I think the music actually helps. It's, it does. Nice help. music selection. Yeah. We're well, still reading off of a paper, but it's fine. Well played. Uh, class 1A, Oak Grove is the number one seed. They will get the bye. Lincoln Prep, a number 24 seed, will travel to the number nine seed. You got Arcadia also going on the road in the first round. And Jonesboro comes in as a number 13 seed. They will host White Castle. And Division 5, Claiborne Christian, number 4. They will host number 5, Family Christian, in the quarterfinals. And in Division 4, number 1, overall, Cedar Creek will host number 16, St. Edmund. Number 9, St. Frederick will travel to number 8, Sacred Heart. And number 12, OCS will travel to number 5. You don't even try to change up your uh, vocabulary. You just say, well, we'll travel, we'll travel, we'll host. You didn't try to jazz it up at all. I'm just, listen, I'm just trying to give the info. That's what we're... We're working on. So then he prints out these sheets, and I was very happy he did it, even though he did not have the right team West Monroe's play. And then he leaves out. I go to Shootering yesterday. Lady Aggies are fired up. I they are number B three and C, seed, and he leaves out Class B and C. All right, Shootering is the number three seed. They get a bye. They will face the winner of number fourteen Simsboro and number nineteen Agree. And in Class C, I believe the only school we have in uh, Calvin, they come in as a number two seed. They will have a bye. By the way, I'm pulling up to Shootering yesterday, and uh, that was the most fired up I've seen some girls to have some pizza. Literally, I pull up and park, and they're hooting and hollering, and they're running to the practice field. And the beauty of it was, I think they got a full 13 pizza. (laughs) That's what I was about to say. It wasn't 12 and a half. It wasn't 12. Yeah. I put the pizzas in the back seat for the first time in a couple of years. Did not have one slice. I'm very impressed to hear that. That is willpower right That there. is willpower. I, you're right. I mean, it has to be difficult to drive with pizza. At 3.30, 4 o'clock in yeah. the afternoon. Yeah. You get a little afternoon munchies. Thanks for that music, Tabor. Yeah. I, I wouldn't mind if you played that the whole time, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> All right, NBA postseason, we look forward to the uh, first round at all tipping off this weekend. Jake, you have been doing some extensive research, more than you did about West Monroe's opponent in the first round. What do we got? What is the one matchup besides the Pels that we should be glued to this weekend? Um, look, there are a lot of intriguing matchups in the NBA, if you, in the NBA playoffs. If you ask me for one matchup, I, it might be the Heat versus the Sixers, just because – you know, you have a team that's won 16 games in a row, and they're getting Embiid back. And Markel Fultz, we haven't talked much about him, but he looks to be the guy that they thought they were getting. I know he's had a you know, storied career about his injury and him trying to work on his shot and all that. But since he's come back, I mean, he just had a triple-double the other day. Um, so he's a rising star we thought he'd be. You mix, that, you mix him and Embiid with Ben Simmons, and that's a dangerous team for anybody. But they have no playoff experience. And they're facing a Heat team that now has Dwayne Wade in actual game shape. It took him all season, but he's finally in shape. And <laughs> I mean, it did. And you've got some really good players beside uh, him. How could it take him the entire year? Uh, well, a he's future just, Hall of Famer and elite athlete. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, like he actually looks. He's not huffing and puffing in the fourth quarter. He's he's rearing to go. Like he he looks like the old Wade right now, which is great. And you put him. With you know Hassan Whiteside and and Winslow, that's two really good players. So I wouldn't count the Heat out uh, of this at all, and that's why I find that to find this to be one of the more intriguing series of the playoffs. Hmm. 
Uh, another series, I mean, I, I, I could probably give you something from each series, but another series I'm really looking forward to is the Jazz and Thunder, just because I, I look at this as kind of a coin flip series. Um, if you're looking at it and you're trying to preview it, you know, for me, I think I'm going to take Utah in this series just because for the Thunder to win, I think there are too many question marks. Like, can Russell Westbrook continue to be Superman? Can mm. Paul George play like he did down the stretch to get them this home court advantage? Uh, can Steven Adams outplay Rudy Gobert? That's the question. You know, if he forces him outside the paint, I like the, the Thunder to win this. But Gobert has been a force inside, and if Gobert can, you know, dominate the interior and let Donovan Mitchell kind of continue what he's been doing all season long, I, I think the Utah Jazz are going to win this series. And because Utah's just been uh, more consistent, I think I'm out to go with Utah. Mm. Oklahoma City home court advantage. They are a three-and-a-half-point favorite in game one. Yes. Uh, I'm trying to think. Of, I'm looking at the matchups, seeing what other int- intriguing matchups there are. What about Golden State and San Antonio? So this is interesting because if you look at it, I, I, I think I'm going to take the Warriors in five. But and I, the only reason why I really say that is because I have respect for Pop, and I think they'll at least win one game. Uh, I know a lot of people are, are going to try to – sell you the storyline that they don't have Steph Curry and they'll give you the stats that how good the Warriors are with Steph Curry on the floor as opposed to him off the floor. I get that. But they're like 11 and 14 when he's not playing. Yeah, but part of me is like they've they've been kind of bored. I really feel like they've been bored and I feel like as soon as the postseason begins, those guys are going to turn it on and basketball more than any other sport I feel is a sport where you can do that. Where it's like okay, let's be serious and then you turn it on you see LeBron James do it all the time. So I think guys like Draymond and, and Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson, they're good enough to do that. Now, I would have some concerns if the Spurs had Kawhi Leonard. My question here is, without him, who's going to guard Durant? You give me a good answer as to who's going to guard Durant and guard him efficiently, I, I might give him six games. But uh, because of that, I just think the Warriors, the Warriors are going to win this in five, in five games. And I think you know if, you, if you're looking at – uh, the the Spurs also they're reliant on Lamarcus Aldridge and I just told you yesterday how I felt about him and the past couple of days you know when it comes to the postseason he is unreliable I just don't have faith in him if he's your go to guy in the postseason and you know we we saw the Blazers fail year in and year out with him as that and we saw uh, Aldridge fail the Spurs last year and then what happened in the the Pelicans game didn't really show up so. Yeah, I, I think uh, the Warriors are going to take care of business, turn it on, and win this one in five games. So hopefully Pop and them can steal at least one win. Maybe it'll be early in that series that at least makes this interesting. Golden State is a seven-and-a-half point favorite in game one against the Spurs. Yeah, uh, the only – I could tell you something about every game, but the Rockets-Timberwolves is intriguing because I, I just feel like Timberwolves are the last team I'd like to see in, in, in a one-versus-eight spot. Because you look at the pieces, man. Jimmy Butler, Carl Anthony Towns, that's two of – I could argue that's two of the top ten players in the league or borderline. So if you if you put the, the Rockets up against them, and I know the Rockets have been the most efficient offensive team all season long. And because what's, – what's weird about this is, you know, a Tom Thibodeau-led team in the Timberwolves struggle defensively. Uh, because I struggled defensively, I'm going to still take the Rockets in this series. But if for some reason 
Butler and Towns and this whole team starts to mesh and is able to put it together. And they weren't really able to do that this year because Butler missed 17 games this year with an injury. If they're able to do that in the postseason, and we've seen teams figure out the Rockets in seven-game series, look out. I'm not saying they're going to upset upset the Rockets, but I think this is going to go more games than people were anticipating. Uh, you know, uh, R.J. Bell is a great follow on Twitter. Of course, does the all the odds up in Vegas. He has the Rockets' chances of winning the series at 89%. Wow. Warriors at 78% versus the Spurs. Blazers 62% against the Pels. Mm. Yeah, we'll talk about the Pels uh, more coming up. Uh, Thunder and Jazz only has uh, Oklahoma City at 55%. Eastern Conference Series, uh, the Raptors coming in at 84%. Cavs at 81% chance of advancing on against the Pacers. 76ers at 77% versus the Heat. And then finally, the Celtics and the Bucks, Boston at 57%. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get into some of those matchups, including the Pels, uh, later on in the show. Second timeout coming up next. The big event coming to ULM next weekend. Details coming up after the break on the morning drive. If you or a loved one have been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero, and my father is Jeff Guerrero. He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done. Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe. The way you purchased a car in the past is changing. With Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whatever you want, at Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, we'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. Visit Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Drive your dream. Live to drive. You work hard to recruit the best talent for your business, so you understand how important benefits are. Today's candidates are looking for more than just insurance and retirement accounts. They want benefits they can use every day and perks that help them achieve that all-important work-life balance. With Veridesk Standing Desk Solutions, you can create the healthy office culture they're looking for, where employees can move more throughout the day, so they're happier, healthier, and more productive. The new Veridesk ProDesk 60 Electric is the perfect way to create your active workspace. It's a commercial-grade electric standing desk that lets you sit or stand with the touch of a button, and it assembles in under five minutes with no need for professional installers or labor costs. The ProDesk 60 Electric ships for free. And thanks to our 30-day guarantee, if you don't love it, we'll pick it up for free. To learn how you can try the ProDesk 60 Electric in your office, visit veridesk.com radio. That's V-A-R-I-Desk.com radio. Local Sports Talk is on the air on the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Ronnie Ward, Toyota of Ruston. Welcome back to the morning drive. Aaron and Jake hanging out here in the Caldwell Banker Group 1 Realty Studio in West Monroe. Spring football games just right around the corner for Louisiana Tech and Grambling. They're this weekend. Next week, of course, uh, ULM spring game and a lot of different activities going on, including baseball, plus a huge event out at Fant Ewing. 
Doug Peterson makes his return to ULM. We go to the Stuart Shelby Hotline and now joined by Sports Information Director out at ULM. John Lewandowski joins us on the Stuart Shelby Hotline. John, how are you doing this morning, bud? I'm doing good, Aaron. Good morning. Good morning, you and Jake. Uh, a great time of the year. A lot going on in terms of baseball, softball, heck, a track and field. you got a ribbon cutting taking place out there at the stadium later this morning. And also, of course, <laughs> you, have uh, have, uh, you have to have your head on a swivel these days. You kind of don't know if you're coming or going. But, no, it's, this is definitely an exciting time of year, no question about it. But the overlap of sports, uh, it, it really is an exciting time. Uh, and then, of course, the news uh, released last week that uh, Doug Peterson, the Super Bowl winning coach, will be returning to ULM. First of all, how did this all come about, John? You know, it's funny as Aaron, we, we had several discussions. Uh, both uh, Dr. Bruno and Nick Floyd mentioned, hey, if, if he's coming back for the spring game to watch Josh play, we, we ought to try to capitalize on that opportunity. And, and I'll, I'll never forget, I was actually en route to Arlington for the baseball series a couple of weeks ago, and, and I had placed a call to Doug, and he, he called me back, and I had to pull off the interstate because, of course, you're not supposed to be on your phone in the state of Texas. So, uh, we spoke for about 20 minutes. He was unbelievably gracious with his time, unbelievably, unbelievably supportive. And as you recall, when we announced a new ticketing pricing structure uh, a, a month or so back and, and lowered the ticket price, essentially $20 per season ticket, we talked about having a fully integrated marketing plan, something that hasn't been done here for quite some time. And as we thought about it, what better way to kick off that season ticket campaign than with Doug Peterson. And, of course, timing has to be right, too, Aaron, you know, and, to have the opportunity to bring him back coming off the Super Bowl, uh, winning it in just his second season as a head coach, it just kind of all came together. But um, he, was, he was very much a student to finding out more about what we were trying to achieve. But, you know, it's one, it's a kickoff for the uh, season ticket campaign. Number two, it's a fundraiser for the football program. But we just think his story is so unique. You know, one, his trip from Ferndale, Washington, the U.S. NLU, uh, his playing career here at, uh, at uh, UOM, and then obviously playing in the NFL. And then the whole journey of being a high school coach in Shreveport, Louisiana, becoming an assistant in the NFL and now winning the Super Bowl. It's just like the timing all came together. And his story is so unique, uh, but his willingness to help, I just really think if there's a chance to really build some momentum, uh, the time is now. And, you know, we've talked about this a little bit before off camera, Aaron. You know, we've got a unique challenge here in that we've got to re-engage the fan base. It's all here in northeast Louisiana. I've worked at school before where you sit in a meeting room and you're trying to draw a three- or four-hour radius around campus. How do we get people to come on a football Saturday? Our challenge is to get people in our own backyard to come out. Uh, I know the records were the same, back-to-back uh, four and eight seasons, but as you know, the product's so much better in the second year. And just been so impressed with the job that uh, Coach Viator does, not only in recruiting, uh, uh, improving the recruiting profile of the student-athletes he's bringing in here, but then the development of those players. And uh, I think that we're positioned to uh, compete for a championship, and, and what better time to get people involved? And as you know, the crowd can certainly make a difference in home games. And for you to be in a position to compete for a championship, you've got to win at home. And yeah, we understand that. And, John, uh, this is a great event, and then you guys did the ticket pricing, where there's basically an option for everybody out there, no matter how much money they're willing to spend. Yeah, and I, and I appreciate you noting that, Aaron. You know, one, as, as I said, we were very upfront about it. Hey, this is a fundraiser. Uh, in order to compete, you've got to have the resources to, to do that. But number two, we do have it scaled where that, yes, if you want a VIP table, bring, uh, you know, 70 of your friends, all eight of you sit together, it's $2,500. And then you can buy individual tickets for $250, and that gains you access to a VIP event beforehand. And, and, I, and, and what we envision 
Uh, Aaron, think about a meet-and-greet uh, before a rock concert where you go in and you have your photo made with the artist, a chance mm-hmm. to interact with Doug, have your picture made with him. They were also selling tables of eight for $1,000 on the floor, as well as individual tickets for $100. And then as we talked through this, I was thinking about me growing up and my dad. He'd for sure, after you spend the whole day here on campus, with all the activities planned that we have planned around the spring football game, hey, for 25 bucks you can go in there and hear from the Super Bowl winning coach. And uh, we really did try to make it where, hey, it's an affordable thing for everybody, uh, depending on how much you want to spend. But the biggest thing is we want a great turnout. Welcome Doug back. He's so supportive. As you've seen often throughout the uh, NFL season, he'll show up at a press conference wearing something ULM. So uh, we just think that the, uh, the timing's perfect and a time to really gain some momentum as we head into the summer and then obviously into the 2018 football season. All right, John, for listeners out there, what do they need to do to get on board and, of course, get their tickets for next week? Yeah, for the tickets, very easy. You go online, go to eventbrite.com. That's E-V-E-N-T-B-R-I-T-E.com. Type in Doug Peterson, and the event will come up right for you. If you need more information, you can call the offices, of course, at 342-3579, 342-3579. And if we have time, Aaron, can I run through real quick kind of the schedule for that day? Yes, please. So 8 a.m., the Grove will open, and we know how great the tailgating can be out, be out there. I haven't had a chance to experience that yet because I'm always working on game day, but that will open at 8 a.m. And then uh, kind of neat, we're going to have Caleb Evans and Marcus Green throughout the first pitch before the baseball game on uh, that Saturday against Appalachian State. So that ceremony will take place somewhere around 12.40 p.m. And around that, uh, Caleb, Marcus, and several other football players will be available for autographs over at Warhawk Field out there along the right field line. So they'll be out there signing autographs somewhere from about 12.45 after that first pitch to about 1.15. Uh, of course, the baseball game starts at 1. It's kids' day, so kids 12 and under get in free. Uh, normally, it's a promotion that's run on Sunday. We moved it to Saturday because of the spring game. Uh, the gates will open over at Malone Stadium at 3.30. DJs can be providing some entertainment. We're going to have some on-the-field activities for the kids that can run around and kind of experience what it's like to be on the arena floor. Of course, the Alumni Association has got their crawfish bowl going on starting at 4 o'clock. I think that's from 4 to 5.30. Spring games at 5, admission free. And then uh, after that, we'll transition over to uh, to St. Ewing for that VIP reception from 6.30 to 7.15. The uh, gates open at St. Ewing at 7 for the rest of the public. And then we'll kick that thing off around 7.15, 7.30. And it should be a, it should be a special night. Yeah, what a day! I mean, for ULM athletics, just to basically get on campus and you got the opportunity to spend the entire day there and capped off with uh, Doug Peterson later on. And as you can tell, Aaron, this is very much. Uh, I mean, it's something for everybody, but it's very fan friendly, family friendly. Uh, chance to get the kids out there, and the other the other thing too, we understand the importance of people getting engaged with our student athletes, getting to know them, interact with them in an autograph line. It's so much easier to create that. Uh, connection with the program as opposed to you know somebody by their jersey number and that's really all that you really know uh one final thing john just uh spring uh football continues and as you mentioned the spring game next week by all reports and hearing from uh, coach Vitor, everything's progressing well yeah it really is i, I think that uh, there's no question that this football team is hungry um they realize that you know hey a couple plays here there they're in contention at the end of the season for the uh for the regular season championship. You know, it's an exciting football season two coming up because, you know, you got the, the conference championship game uh, on the docket. You got divisional play. Uh, so it, there is a lot of uh, excitement in the air of football. But I have just appreciated I, I go out there every opportunity I get. The, uh, 
the workmanlike attitude out there and and the dedication of some of the guys that kind of emerged in last year to get better. You know, the progress that Caleb Evans has made this spring. Uh, you know, Derek Gore at, uh, at uh, tailback. Uh, the offensive line is impressive. And as you know, you know, line play is so important on both sides of the football. But uh, it's fun to see. But uh, I've really been impressed with the work ethic and the energy. And there's, uh, you know, we got some healthy guys back finally on defense, which will certainly help. But uh, I think there's no question that uh, the expectations are high. And certainly the guys are putting in the time and effort to try to improve during this important time of year. John, one final time for listeners out there. If they want to get tickets for next week, what do they need to do? Tickets for the uh, 2018 kickoff with Doug Peterson. Go to Eventbrite, that's E-V-E-N-T-B-R-I-T-E.com, and just search for the Doug Peterson event. And then, uh, obviously, everything else on that Saturday, uh, the football game is free at 5 o'clock. No admission charge baseball, 12 and under, kids are free. Um, and we just invite people to come and spend as much of the day as they can with us. And, of course, conclude the day with the great event with Doug to kick off our season ticket sales campaign and to raise funds for the ULM football program. John, as always, appreciate the time. Thank you. No problem. Thanks a lot, Aaron. See you, Jake. John, John Lewandowski, the uh, Sports Information Director out at ULM. Uh, big event. It's pretty cool that they were able to bring this all together and, of course, capitalize. He mentioned, of course, Doug wearing ULM stuff. I understand that the Eagles finally cracked down on that yeah, late in the yeah. year. Yeah, um, yeah, I just think it's very smart for ULM to take advantage of this. Yeah. I mean, you've got a guy who just won the Super Bowl, who was in the limelight, who has proven you know his model works. And so take advantage of that. Bring him on campus and, and make a big what to do about it. I think it's a very good, smart move by ULM. And also, of course, Doug willing to do this. Also, and anybody I mean, who knows Doug Peterson exactly. knows that he's – tells exactly who he is. I mean, that's, that's it's very good to, to give back to this community. Big day coming up uh, next Saturday, and, of course, uh, tomorrow is a huge day for uh, Louisiana Tech and Gramley at the spring game. Also out of Squire Creek today, uh, pretty cool. The Bradshaw-Brooks event, Brooks-Bradshaw golf tournament. Yeah, uh, We'll have some sound from uh, Terry Bradshaw coming up on Monday on some football news and notes and what he thinks of Louisiana Tech athletics right now. Let's take a timeout. Coming up next, let's talk a little uh, college baseball as we look forward to a very important weekend. We'll break down some of those matchups coming up after the break. The way you purchased a car in the past is changing. With Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whatever you want, at Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, we'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. Visit Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Drive your dream, live to drive. Whether you have a sports or an orthopedic injury, nagging low back or neck pain, work-related injury, or even vertigo, get the care and treatment you need at Legacy Outpatient Therapy Services. LOTS has been a reliable health care provider for Ruston and the surrounding communities for over 15 years. Give Chase Patterson and his team of skilled therapists a call at 318-255-9601 or visit our website at LegacyRehab.net. LOTS, official partner of Louisiana Tech Athletics and your home for trusted therapy solutions. Powered by Legacy Rehabilitation. If your business depends on technology, then you can depend on NetTech. We offer remote desktop and service management, cloud-based document access, email services, IP phone services, fiber internet, and data security products. With locations in Monroe and in Ruston, our friendly technicians and help desk staff are ready to solve all your IT problems. Let NetTech 
beat your IT department. Visit nettech.net or call 866-668-0001 today. Zero turns with unlimited possibilities now for $200 off. For a mower that outmaneuvers, outperforms, and outdoes the competition, Cub Cadet Zero Turns have you covered. Now Cub Cadet is offering up to $200 off select residential zero turns for a limited time. So it's easier than ever to bring your lawn to life. Stop by Yard Power, 7573 Highway 165 North, your locally owned Cub Cadet dealer for expert advice, superior service, and to take advantage of this exceptional offer. Not eligible on other models, specifications, or programs, Cub change without notice. Grab another cup of coffee and keep tuned to the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Ronnie Ward, Toyota of Ruston. All right, Jake, uh, it's coming that time of the year as the college baseball season winds down. Boy, these are some pivotal series coming up. Let's uh, start some previews with the uh, 25th ranked team in the country, Louisiana Tech by D1 Baseball. They're back at home in J.C. Love for a three-game weekend stand against Charlotte. Yes, they are, and they have already won four straight conference series. The deal is now we'll see if they can win a fifth straight uh, after you know a somewhat disappointing week, uh, midweek, I should say, but uh, yeah, let's see if they can kind of bounce back and, and, and win the Charlotte series. You look at it as a disappointment losing two to nothing LSU. I just look at the offensive production as a bit of a disappointment. Two hits. Yeah, I, I, and listen, David Leal was still tremendous in that game. And, you know, AJ Levis pitched well, and the bullpen for LSU pitched well too. But I just still think, you know, anytime you only get two hits, that's, that's a bit disappointing. Coach Burroughs afterwards, he, he wasn't exactly crushed. Of course, he was disappointed that they lost, but he liked the effort and the intensity that they played that yep. game, and that has been a huge talking point for him throughout the season. You look at uh, Louisiana Tech, they continue to lead the NCAA in team ERA. The mark is 2.32. They're among the top 48 teams in the country when uh, Tech pitchers have combined for the most innings pitched, uh, 317 and two-thirds innings yet still have the lowest combined mark for Team ERA in the country. Pretty darn impressive. Yeah, and, and I say it's disappointing just because I looked at the opportunity for the, uh, the RPI. you know, And we saw it was, a, it was a kind of a pendulum. Like whoever won that game was going to shoot up close to top 50, and that's what happened with LSU. And, and unfortunately for Louisiana Tech, they fell back down. I, I'm trying to remember off, offhand, was it like 68, somewhere around there, after that loss. So... Uh, yeah, it, it it just come. I'm just thinking ahead in terms of RPI. If they are kind of on the outside looking in, they need some signature wins to to put them into the postseason. All right, this is going to be a great matchup because you talk about Louisiana's Tech's pitching and then yeah. going up against Charlotte. They are actually leading the league in hitting uh, 292 for the year as a team. Uh, they got a kid named uh, Yates. He's leading the league with a 392 average. Yeah, strength versus strength. Uh, they're 15 and 15 on the year, five and seven in conference USA play. Uh, earlier this week, of course, Lane Burroughs was on the show, and we discussed what it'll take to win a series again against Charlotte. When you look at Charlotte, that's the first thing that pops out as they lead our league in hitting. Uh, it seems like the beat goes on. We face another good offensive club, and. Uh, they are currently number one in our league in hitting, and they're the toughest team to strike out in our in our conference. So, uh, you know, offensively they're really good. I think they got swept by FAU this weekend down there in Boca, and I know FAU had to come back twice and beat them, so they had the leads. And, and uh, Lauren Hibbs does a great job. They, they've got a big win against Arkansas this year. And 
Uh, we didn't match up well with them last year, quite frankly. Uh, they had some good left-handed hitters, and we couldn't match up with them from the left side. And uh, we know they're going to come in here ready to go. They got a good ball club. And I told Jason Marshall, UTSA's coach, before the game Sunday, I said, "Man, every weekend, I feel like I play the same team." And he said, "I feel the same way." And there's just not a lot separating all our teams in our league. And there's so many good players and coaches and. Uh, you just go out, do the best you can, and, uh, and play as hard as you can and try to bring a level of toughness and maturity to the park. And, and when you do that and then dust is settled, uh, hopefully you're on top. And We have been for the first four weeks, but uh, it, the, the train ain't stopping. It gets tougher and tougher, and I know our guys will, will be up to it and looking forward to this weekend as well. Uh, Charlotte picked up uh, their most impressive win, as he mentioned, against Arkansas. That was on uh, March 21st when they knocked off the Hogs 6-3. to They had Conference USA Series wins against Middle Tennessee and FIU, taking 2-3 in each of those sets. Uh, Louisiana Tech will continue to go, expected with uh, Miller, Robbins, and, and Bailey as their starters this weekend. Then you look at Grambling, and we mentioned Arkansas, and we talk about missed opportunities at Louisiana Tech versus LSU. No bigger missed opportunity than what took place up in Little Rock earlier this week as the Tigers had the opportunity to shock the nation but ultimately fall to Arkansas by one run. Yeah, and when we talked to Coach Coop the day after, the morning after, he was still broken up about it. He knew that he had a golden opportunity to go in there and and knock off one of the top teams in the country. But you just got to shake back this weekend. Uh, I know it's going to be tough to kind of put that behind you, but, uh, yeah, just – Chalk it up to a missed opportunity to go out there and take care of Arkansas Pine Bluff. Uh, strange uh, scheduling situation here. This will actually be uh, Grambling's last series at home for the baseball yeah. season. Yeah, very strange. And then they go to ULM next week, uh, next Tuesday, I believe. I think they actually have ULM at home, and then that will wrap up their home schedule. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, they'll start this series against Arkansas Pine Bluff with the weather that we're anticipating uh, later tonight. Uh, Grambling has decided, well, they're just going to push back their games to Saturday and Sunday. Uh, they have moved uh, Saturday to a one game at 6 o'clock, and then uh, they'll square off again against Arkansas and Pine Bluff and will play a doubleheader on Sunday. As Jake mentioned, we had a chance to talk to Coach Coop just about how heartbroken he was following that loss to Arkansas and how they get back on track, track this weekend. We, we played, you know, the, the the two ranked teams on our schedule this year. You know, we played LSU clean for uh, six and a third innings. We played uh, Arkansas clean for, uh, you know, almost eight innings. And, and, you know, you find yourself dropping games to uh, teams like Prairie View and Arkansas Pine Bluff and Southern. And, and it's just been a testament of how we, we play up to our level of competition and we also play down to it. Uh, you know, I, I've heard coaches in the past, you know, talk about uh, treating every opportunity like it's your last and, you know, treating every opponent like they're a, a highly ranked opponent, you know, to get the best out of your, out of yourself and also out of yourself as a baseball player. And that's something we just haven't been doing. Uh, you know, that, that, that was the message last night. You know, you only get, you know, one opportunity to, you know, shock the world like this. And now uh, who's to say it's going to come again? Uh, you know, who's to say they're going to be ranked number two? You know, who's to say – we're going to have that same crowd next time we play them. Who's to say we're even going to play them again? So, you know, whenever you get that opportunity, you got to make the best of it. And, you know, last night, you know, we had a grip on it, but, you know, we didn't put two hands on it, and it's just out of our control. James Cooper following that tough loss to Arkansas. They'll try to bounce back this weekend versus Pine Bluff. Of course, game one set now for Saturday. Uh, LSU, 
Jury's still out, of course, out on this offense. What do we make of this series against Tennessee this weekend? The Tigers now at 21 and 13 overall, but just six and six in league play. They're squaring off against the Volunteers Volunteer squad. It probably doesn't get the respect that they deserve, but they're putting together a pretty solid year as they're 21 and 14 overall. Yeah, and look, they were extra innings away from winning the Florida series. I don't think a lot of people know that. So this is a very capable team, but. It's, this just reminds me of the Texas A&M series, how when we said going into it that this was one of the series that you that you would like to consider must win just because you look at the rest of the schedule and you look at the, the, the top-ranked teams that LSU still has to face. This is one of those teams that isn't ranked and that you, know, you would like to see them get a series win against because in terms of competition, this seems to be one of the more weaker teams in the SEC, which, which tells you how strong the SEC is this year. Uh, but like I said, this team is very capable. It's a very good team. It's already won over, I believe, 21 games this year and um, picked up a win against Florida and almost beat them in extra innings to win that series. So, yeah, it's not going to be easy by any stretch. Things that stand out the most for uh, this series is the fact that the Tigers have won 11 of their last 12 games over Tennessee. And you look at the Volunteers, even though they have those 21 wins on the year, they're not very good at the plate. They are number 14th in the SEC in yep. team batting average, hitting just a 263 for the year with a 62 doubles. They come back and their pitching staff not that great either. They're number 12 in the league. <laughs> so you're wondering how are they getting it done? Hitting sucks. Pitching's not much better. They're still five and seven in conference play. Yeah, yeah, still five and seven in conference play. So, you know, you look at those numbers. You look at the the ranking. You look at the the record. And you just think that this is one of those series that LSU has to go out and handle its business. And then, of course, the big question for LSU, perhaps not who game one and game two the starters will be, who will they throw on the mound for game three on Sunday? Yeah, exactly. It's something we talked about all week, who's going to step up in that role because Mikhail Hiller is going to be the Saturday starter now, now that Caleb Gilbert has moved back into the bullpen. Uh, Hiller, what, uh, the way he has just emerged, yeah. he is now leading the SEC in ERA at 1.34, number four in the league in opponent batting average, holding opponents to just a measly 194 batting average. He doesn't throw hard. He's just when he gets that breaking ball working, he doesn't have to throw hard. I mean, he's he's just very efficient in his approach on the mound. You look at LSU's lineup, and of course they continue to deal with injuries, but they do have one mainstay, and he is back, and he's relatively healthy. That being Zach Watson. Now he's uh, the third hitting leader on LSU squad. Yeah, he and uh, you know several others. Duplantis has had a had a strong year as well. I, you know, kind of the mainstays of that offense. So they've kind of had to carry the burden while LSU has dealt with all of these uh, injuries. But yeah, they have been the mainstay. Uh, Watson's approach and of course his uh, sound bites haven't changed much from West <laughs> Washita. He's asked about uh, the gaudy stats or the way he continues to put up the numbers after he was a freshman All-American and how he continues to avoid the sophomore slump. Uh, I mean, really, I try not to even think about it like that. I think I need to get better in every every aspect. I mean, uh, you you can't be too good and and not practice. So I mean, like I'm in the cage every day working, trying to get better, trying to fix little things, trying to work on the change-ups, work on the sliders. If I miss hit a ball, what did I do wrong? So I'm always, I'm talking to Chink, trying to figure out what I'm doing wrong, what I can fix. And, and so, I mean, even with in the field, I made an error the other weekend. So just trying to figure out how I could have, what could I have done different, what it, what happened and stuff like that. So, and it's not just me. I'm out here trying to help uh, Cabral and everybody, really.
And then uh, finally, uh, ULM going on the road this weekend versus Little Rock. The Warhawks have surprised a lot of people so far this year and what they have done. A lot of success at home. I believe they're 11-4 and four at Warhawk Field, but unfortunately, away from the friendly confines, they have not had that much success. And this week, they go to Little Rock. A Trojan squad is kind of a mixed bag. Yeah, um, we say mixed bag because they, they recently just kind of stumbled, you know, in, in conference play. But before that, they were, uh, what, number 41 in the RPI. So they were turning some heads early on this season. So we know this is a more than capable squad. Going to be tough for ULM to go on the road and beat this team. I uh, was out at Warhawk Field uh, yesterday and had a visit with uh, Cole Hendricks and his father. Of course, uh, Cole lost his mother uh, before the season started, and they have dedicated the season to her. Uh, I'll have a story on that on the TV side here coming up in the next week or two, and we will certainly make an effort to get his dad on the show. Just some, ooh, talk about pulling at the heartstrings. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, they did a very nice job, nice ceremony. They're battling uh, weather last week throughout the, the week, you know, honoring the 2008 squad. Also, of course, uh, a tribute to Cole's mother. Uh, well done by ULM. Well done indeed. Let's take a time out. 7 o'clock hour is in the books. Still time for you to weigh in at 888-993-7762. Plenty coming up in the 8 o'clock hour. We'll talk some spring football, Louisiana Tech and Grambling. Milestone win for Louisiana Tech softball. Plus a trip down to Baton Rouge. We'll hear from uh, Luke Johnson from The Advocate. He'll break down the Tigers on the diamond and on the football field. And we'll also break down the Pelicans series against the Trailblazers. Speaking of the Pelicans, uh, Sport Talk 977 will be carrying the Pelicans playoff game starting this Saturday at 930. Nice. You're going to be up late on a Saturday night, Jay. I know. I know. <laughs> you know I love staying up late these days. 888-993-7762. We're back at this. Thanks for listening to the best of the morning drive with Dietrich and White. To listen live every day, tune in at ESPN977.com or subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts.